how can you get rid of limiting beliefs and be able to recognize truth? In this episode, you'll learn some tricks that can help you in recognizing the truth and also recognizing some of those limiting beliefs that may be holding you back. Today on the Be Do Concept Podcast. Go out and be, be, be the person you were meant to be. And then go D, O, do the things that you were meant to do. It's up to Y, O, you what you will be and do. And it's in everything you be and do that makes you you. Hi, I'm Lindy Kirby, mother of seven, speaker, singer-songwriter, mentor, author, podcaster, and founder and developer of the Be Do Concept, and you're listening to the Be Do Concept podcast. Thanks for listening. This is number 43 on the podcast, and today we're talking about truth and how you can recognize truth to overcome any of your limiting beliefs that you may be struggling with. In case you're new to the podcast, the Be Do concept is all about learning different ways to think and new ways of looking at things to get new perspectives that can help you in loving and understanding people better. You'll be able to improve your relationships and it can help you to sing the song of your heart, being who you were meant to be and doing what you were meant to do. Obviously, limiting beliefs can affect being able to sing that song, and I'm excited to share with you some ideas that can help you with that. Before I get too far into this topic, though, let me give my quick disclaimer that I'm not a doctor, a therapist, or any kind of psychologist. I learned about these differences through prayer and trying to understand people I loved who thought very differently than me. It's changed what I believe, and it's made a big difference in changing how I think. While it's been life-changing and positive for me, please do check with a licensed therapist, doctor, or credentialed professional before you make any life-changing or life-altering decisions. So let's talk for a minute about limiting beliefs. These are the beliefs that just aren't true, and they're usually negative in some way, and they're keeping us from being able to move forward. It can be related to your fears or just beliefs that you can't do something, that you're not enough. These kinds of thoughts and beliefs keep you stuck and away from being able to be your best self and reaching your fullest potential. But a lot of times it can be really hard to recognize limiting beliefs because they seem so true or they seem based on facts. I work at a junior high right now and it's really easy to tell the kids that understand and believe that the teachers are there to help them and that they want to help them to improve and to do better in life. And those that just believe that school isn't very important or that it can't benefit or help them in any way. These kids are going to struggle and have a harder time in life than the ones who really believe that the teachers are there to help them. A lot of the times what we think affects the outcome, affects our results, and it affects what we get out of life. So it's really important to recognize when our thoughts are misperceptions and are limiting to us in some ways and when they are based on truth. After my divorce, I had the opportunity to get some group mentoring from a woman named Tammy Ward Anderson. In this group mentoring experience, she taught us about some of these beliefs and how we can change them. And I've really appreciated one of the exercises that she had us do. I've talked about this on a previous podcast, so forgive me for those that have already heard it, but I just think it's so powerful. One of the things she had us do was to look into the mirror three times in the morning and in the evening for five days and tell ourselves that we were beautiful. Now, I had some pretty big limiting beliefs about how pretty I was. 
I had grown up the smallest kid in all my classes. I wore braces. I had zits all over my face. I couldn't remember ever really getting a compliment in school or from any of my friends that I was pretty. I knew I was nice and that I had a lot of friends, but I didn't see myself having lots of boyfriends or having a lot of people just say, oh, wow, you're so pretty, like I heard them saying to other people. So from my perspective... I wasn't beautiful and to say that I was beautiful for this assignment just seemed like I would be lying to myself and I didn't want to lie. And so I talked to my mentor about this assignment and one of the things she told me was to imagine what you would do if you saw a little girl crying on the street and you went up to her and you asked her what was wrong and she told you that some bullies had come by and told her just how ugly she was. And she asked me, well, what would you tell this little girl? And I realized what she was saying is that what we say to ourselves is often like what a bully would say to us. And so while I had always told myself I wasn't pretty, I could try at least an experiment of telling myself something different, something more kind to myself. I certainly didn't believe that I was pretty, But for the sake of the assignment, I was willing to say those words, I am beautiful, three times in the mirror. I have to tell you, the first time, it was so hard. We were supposed to look right at ourselves in the mirror and tell ourselves this. And I couldn't even look at myself. I was like, oh my goodness, I am just, you know, saying these three things. I'm going to say them as quick as I can and get it over with. And anyway, I got through that first day. I said, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. Well, that day, someone came up to me and said, hey, you look really nice today. Did you do something different with your hair? I was so surprised. I just figured it was some kind of fluke and it had to not have anything to do with what I was saying. But the second day, as I'm looking into the mirror and I'm saying those three, you are beautiful, this time I'm like looking in the mirror trying to figure out what that other bro, what the girl was seeing. Had had I done something different with my hair? And I realized I really hadn't. I, I didn't do anything different with my hair. Well, that second day, I got two compliments. You look really cute today, someone said to me. And another said the same thing. They were like, wow, you look so great. And I was like, what are they seeing? Because I'm looking in the mirror and I'm, I'm thinking, what's different? Because nothing had changed. I didn't do anything different with my hair. The only thing different was that I was telling myself that I was beautiful and I started to believe it. And as much as I was afraid of believing it because I didn't want it to make me think I was beautiful when I really wasn't, instead it just helped me get rid of the limiting belief that was keeping me from loving myself, from seeing my own beauty And also seeing the beauty in other people. When you start getting rid of some of those thoughts that you think are keeping you safe, maybe keeping you humble, keeping you nice, keeping you some of those kinds of things, when you open yourself up to having that love that you're being kind to yourself with, suddenly life looks better. You start to see the good in other people. You start to see the good in life. You start to see things that you may not have seen before. It was it was pretty crazy to start learning how much of a difference what we say to ourselves has an effect on what other people see in us. 
I remember going to an, a singles activity right after I became divorced. And I had seven kids at the time. And I was really worried that nobody would want to date me when they found out that I had seven kids. And I went to this barbecue and somebody asked if I had kids and they asked how many. And I told them I had seven and I watched as this person just went, oh, okay, it was nice to meet you. And they were out the door. And I just thought, yep, nobody's going to want to date me, right? And that's kind of how these limiting beliefs show up because we have this thought that nobody's going to want to date us or that we're not enough or that we're not pretty. And then somebody does something that validates that thinking. And so I just thought, yep, nobody wants to date me. And I went to another activity And there's this girl, I have a friend, and she is beautiful. She's married now. And I watched as all the boys just kind of flocked around her. And a guy even asked her out. She had to kindly say, no, she was seeing somebody. And and I just thought, wow, you know, how nice would it be to be that person? (laughs) And I remembered what I was learning with about thinking. And I thought, you know what, I wonder if my thought that nobody wants to date me is affecting my outcome in getting dates because I hadn't gotten a single date. I, I, nobody wanted to go out with me. <laughs> and I started to wonder if that was because of the thought that I was thinking nobody will want to date me. Well, I decided to try this experiment again and to think that these all of these guys around me want to date me (laughs) now obviously that's that wasn't true but I was telling myself that for a short amount of time just for this experiment that that guys wanted to date me that they found me attractive and it was really interesting to find that a lot more guys started asking me out to date they seemed more interested and they didn't go running for the hills when I told them how many kids I had (laughs) Of course, I'm still not married, and and that's okay. I'm pretty picky in what I'm looking for. But I keep that open mind because I know how much it matters. I've been studying these thoughts and the things that we think, and it really makes a difference when we think we're going to be able to have a good outcome versus when we don't think we're going to have a good outcome. It was really funny when I went to, to watch a comedian and I was watching this. They, they thought they were hilarious. They just thought they were so funny. And I was laughing at their stupid jokes. But it was because they just thought they were so funny. And because they weren't worried about being funny. They were just sharing these jokes. And, you know, it was just hilarious. And I compared that with a friend I knew that was kind of trying out a joke. They didn't know if they were funny. And... When you see somebody that really doesn't know if they're funny and they're just kind of trying to see if they're funny, just like the mirror effect that we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast, it's like we don't know either. We're trying to decide if they're funny. But if they're sure of themselves and they are feeling funny and they tell a joke, then it's easier to laugh because it's just funny. So when people have a limiting belief that is keeping them from seeing the good in themselves, Sometimes it does affect what other people see in them, and it's hard to see the good in them. It is kind of a really sad thing, but but we need to get over those limiting beliefs so that other people can see that good in us too. And that's up to us. It's not for us to wait for other people to tell us 
oh, you're awesome, you're beautiful. I mean, it'd be nice if somebody would say that to us, but we need to be the one that says that to us. And just like this experiment, we need to be the ones that say, I am beautiful, I am enough, I can do this. These become our truths that drive us. And we can use perceived truths because anything we think in our mind over and over again become our perceived truths that guide us. For me, when I didn't believe in myself and I didn't have those thoughts that kept me feeling like I was pretty, that's what was driving me. And people could see that in me. They could see maybe that I didn't feel very good about myself, that I didn't feel very pretty. And so they weren't thinking, oh, she's really pretty. But when I started to think that maybe I was and that maybe I wasn't as bad looking as I thought I was, then I think it helped other people to see that in me. Well, hmm, I never really thought about that before, but she's actually kind of pretty. I don't know why it works, but it does. There's that mirror effect that helps other people to see us differently. But it's our perceived truth that often drives us forward. I want you to try this experiment to think about some of those things that maybe you have been limited in that possibly could be a perceived truth or a limiting belief that isn't helping you move forward. This is really the biggest way you can tell if your perceived truth is a limiting belief or if it's actually truth. Because if it's truth, it will be helping to move you forward. It would help anybody move forward. So I want you to think about something in your life that maybe you've had a limiting belief in. Maybe you've had a bad job. Maybe you're in a bad marriage. Maybe you're having a really hard time with illness, with your health, with a relationship, with a situation, things you don't think can change. Because these are the perceived truths that are driving you. These are the ones that you think over and over again and maybe controlling your life in ways you never thought of before. When you start to change the perceived truths that are driving you, things start to change. Things start to get better. Think about the difference it would make if you started to think, I can do this, or this is going to work out okay, or I actually am going to make it. Even though you may not see how it could ever happen or how it could even be possible, you are changing things around with your thinking when you change your perceived truth. Think about how much stronger and likely things are to change if you think they are going to, when you know they are going to. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, I'm never going to get through this. And of course, we're not even going to try because we don't think we can. Versus when we think, you know what, I'm going to be able to get through this or I'm going to get through this. We're going to keep on trying because that is the perceived truth that is driving us. I had the opportunity to be mentored by Leslie Householder to attend one of her group mentorings and it was amazing. She is the author of The Jackrabbit Factor. She's an amazing author. You can download her book, The Jackrabbit Factor, and it's all about your thoughts. I've learned so much from her as well. But in this mentoring session, one of our assignments was to have a journal. And every single journal article that we wrote, we had to say something positive. So even if we were going through something hard, we had to say, 
but I think this will happen. And we had to say something that we hoped might happen, even though it might seem completely unrealistic. And I had started this journal. Sorry. I started this journal for about four days. And then my son got really, really sick. And he was in the hospital. He had to be life-flighted to primary children's. And I remember sitting down to write in my journal that night and thinking... Like, I cannot think anything good about this. There is nothing good about my son being in primary children's hospital. And and it was it would have been so easy to just go down that line of life is horrible and it's never going to get better. And what if my son dies and and all of these horrible thoughts that that would be really easy to get stuck in. And I made the decision to keep the journal and to do the assignment even through this experience. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because during that time, it was really hard. My son um, had to have an open heart surgery. He had a stroke. A lot of different things happened. One of my best friends lost her son in a car accident during this time. And it was just a really hard time. But I I had to keep those thoughts in my head. I had learned the power of my thoughts. And I knew that if I went down that road of life is awful, life is going to be terrible from this point on, I'm going to lose my son, you know, all of those kinds of beliefs, it would have limited me from seeing the miracles, from seeing all the good things that happened We had so much help. Um, I hadn't had a great relationship with my son for almost two years before that. He had gone to live with his dad. And it was a chance to be with him, to serve him, to see him. And I cry because my son did pass away and it was a really hard situation. But because of those thoughts, because I have kept my thinking positive, to thinking it is all going to be okay. <laughs> I love my son. He is there. Um, I feel him. One of the things I really wanted him to do was to be able to see my perspective, to see how much I loved him, to see some of our different ways of thinking. And I have to think he can see that now. He is on the other side of the veil, but he is with me and he can see those things. And I'm grateful for that thinking because just as easy, it would be so easy to to go into those limiting beliefs that I'll never see him again, that life will never be better, that, you know, he's passed. I am lost forever. <laughs> you know, it would be so easy to get stuck in those thoughts. But instead, I've kept the positive thinking that helps me to see truth. And as I've had those thoughts... I discover that I can go on, that there are miracles that happen. There have been so many good things that have happened and that have changed me for the better. And I know that my son is still making a difference. I feel like he has um, lived a really amazing life and I will be forever changed because of it. There are good things that come and you discover truth as you open your heart up to it. It's something that I've learned over and over again that when I'm willing to open my heart to getting a different response, when I'm ready to get a better outcome, when I'm ready to 
to experience life in a better place. It takes changing my perceived truth. If I can believe that things are going to get better, if I can believe that life is not so horrible and that it's actually pretty good when I can start looking around and seeing all the things that I love that make me happy. And when I can focus on those things, then that's where I can recognize truth. It's that truth that drives me. It is love. It's kindness. Every time I try to do this experiment, I get a positive outcome. I know I'm not going to get a negative outcome if I'm thinking positive thoughts. It just doesn't happen. But I do know that if I think in a negative way and think that things are not going to happen, that I will get a negative outcome. That is just the truth. I have found that to be true over and over again, not just in my life, but in other people's lives and in the lives of the people that I try to help. That is the truth. And I know that God loves us. I know that he is there for us because he's been there for me every time. And I didn't always notice it. It's been a journey. It's why I'm writing my book. It's almost done. I'm so excited to share it with you. And I hope it will make a difference. And I have to have that thought that my book will make a difference. It helps me to keep writing it. Because if I thought, you know what, probably no one's going to read it, then it might not have the effect that I want it to have. And I don't know if that's the truth, but we'll see. And it'll have a light, lot better perspective chance of making a difference if I'm all in and if I'm thinking it's going to make a difference. I really, really hope that this podcast has at least made you think. I hope you'll think about some of those thoughts that may be keeping you stuck. Maybe some of those things that you think are truth, that maybe things will never get better or that you have to live in that job you don't like or you don't like your marriage or you don't like this situation or you're never going to feel the health that you want to feel. You can get stuck in those. You can think that way, but you could also think a different way and you can think that things will get better, that you're going to get through this, that your marriage is going to get better or that relationship is going to get better or you're going to get married or you're going to have success. Imagine the difference between when you think you're going to have success and when you think you're just going to survive. And it's easy. I've been there. I thought my life was just going to be about enduring to the end. If you're there, please talk to me. I would love to help you through that. Because when you're thinking I'm just enduring to the end, life doesn't get much better. But when you think, I am going to endure to the end and I'm going to be happy, I'm going to do the things I can do that make me happy, and I'm going to do the, the best things that, that might help other people to be happy too, that's when you can find the balance. That's when life starts to get better. And I hope you'll find that. I really would love to help you. So if you want any help with that, please reach out to me. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I hope you will and give it a good rating. I really do try to make the episodes inspiring, something that will help lift you. I love chatting with people who are making a difference and who are using these different ways of thinking to really help them move forward. If you'd like to be on the podcast or you know someone that would be a great person to talk to, please let me know. I'd love to talk to them. And I will talk to you again next week on the Be Do Concept Podcast. It's up to why, oh, you what you will be and do. And it's in everything you be and do that makes you you.